you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? It's Move the Sticks. I'm Bucky Brooks. I'm here with Lancey. We're going to recap everything. I uh, had a big D-line and the linebackers working out. Uh, I was a, kind of a fantastic uh, watch looking at the big guys move down the uh, turf. Lance, what's your thoughts? Give me initial thoughts on what you saw on Thursday from the big guys. Yeah, so the big guys were running again. The big guys were moving. I thought one guy I want to mention that I thought had a good day just because he got on the scale 366. I know that sounds crazy, but there's a lot of the streets were talking about Tavondre Sweat coming in heavy. Mm -hmm. And look, he's a heavy man anyway. But 366, believe it or not, and running – Five two seven. That that didn't hurt him. I don't think he he came in maybe slightly under the weight he played at at University of Texas. From what I'm hearing, I think he may have lost some weight here recently to get down. But what matters is he hit that scale. Now here's what's going to happen. He's three sixty six at his weigh in. Then Bucky, before he runs, they weigh him again. They get the real weight. They don't get that boxer weight, right? They get the real weight, and then he runs. So the teams are going to get the real workout weight, the weight he was at at the workout. So that will be interesting for the teams. That's not going to be released uh, publicly. But I thought Tavondre Sweat, Sweat helped himself out, not just um, not just with his you know weight being down to 366, but the dude's a talented player, and he moved well. He, he jumped. I mean, 26.5-inch vert. I, I don't hate it for a guy who weighs 366. Uh, but the star, I think one of the stars, there's two real stars for me, Bucky, and that was – his teammate Byron Murphy, and then Florida mm-hmm. State's Braden Fist. I mean, that, that guy killed it on every drill imaginable. Yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about his teammate first. So, tell me what you like about uh, Byron Murphy. Then we'll talk about Fist. Well, I thought Byron Murphy. So, one, he tested. Look, he ran on a four eights, and I was disappointed. I'm like, that's it, because I was expecting him to hit four sevens, which would have been insane uh, at 297 pounds. But you know, he had a good broad jump. Like the workout, the the, the testing was fine, but on the field, man, he's got such great body composure, great body control, and all the change of direction stuff that they do, and especially on that turf. You see a lot of slipping. Guys get – they don't they, 
they get their legs out from under them, the feet and their upper body are not aligned. And so you'll see a lot of slipping on change of direction. Never the case with Byron Murphy, except once, I guess. He ran the hoop well, which showed the bend. He was able to get over the bag, you know, the quickness doing bag drills. Like Byron Murphy did the football stuff on the field like a really, really good football player. He looked like a pro. Physically, he looked like a pro, but also from an athleticism standpoint, he looked different than some of those guys. So, you know, that's what I liked about Byron Murphy. And then Braden Fisk, he tested great, great vertical leap, broad jump. He ran in a four, like four sixes, four, six, nine, I think was Braden Fisk. Like, that's crazy. And he's a defensive tackle who never stops. So he's got 31-inch arms, which you don't love, but he's so quick out of the stance when you watch him that he's on top of blockers quickly so that the length really doesn't catch up with them that much because he's on top of guys and he is relentless. And what we saw is we saw him attack the combine yesterday. The same way he attacks blocks, he attacks the pocket, he attacked the combine. He put his work in and, man, he showed off as – is really one of the preeminent testers yesterday from the big men, and he looked good in, in the drills too. So I thought it was a big day to solidify Braden Fisk as an early second-round pick more than likely. Yeah, now when we think about Braden Fisk, um, he's the buzz coming out of the combine. The way did he work, the way did he move, uh, 30 half and in vertical, we'll talk about that nine by jump, uh, four seven eight forty 40-yard dash. And when you think about someone doing that at six four two ninety two, that's a wild performance. and. You know, a lot of people yeah, won't pay attention, yeah. but he quietly put together that that four three seven uh, short shuttle. You just talk about the quickness, that's the good. That's great. all that that he put in display. I mean, that's an exceptional time. And when you think about just what we're looking for in interior playmakers and the tape and how how he performed lines up with the high motor player that he is on tape, he helped himself because now the first thing that coaches are going to do is, like, hey man, who's this guy? Who just got moving around like that? And as we all know, yeah. this is really the first exposure that the coaches have to the prospect. Uh, Fisk is certainly going to be kind of like the center of attention in a bunch of these pre-draft discussions. Yeah, and I think um, another guy that may have helped himself a little bit that uh, from the old ACC was Ruka Horohoro uh, from Clemson. Yeah. You know, he just kind of was okay this year. And I talked about it with a team and I said, you know, I really had high hopes for him. He looked, he flashed so much last year. And what I was told was, well, you know, be careful because he may have been a guy who kind of regretted not coming out. And then you get in the middle of the season, you're like, you're seeing everyone else is playing pro ball and you're, you're just waiting until you can become a pro. And I think there was a a question about if he became a little, I don't want to say disinterested, but, but maybe he just didn't have the same juice this year. And then, because I had, you know, I think he's a very has a lot of potential. Then he runs a four eight nine, and he's doing that. What was his weight yesterday at two ninety four? He runs a four eight nine at two ninety four. Uh, jumps thirty two inches, broad jump nine eight. I mean, those are good explosion numbers. I think he's somebody who kind of just woke some people up and reminded them, hey, don't don't forget about me. And Makai Wingo was the same way at LSU. Now, Bucky, do you care that a guy comes in at two hundred and 84 pounds like Makai Wingo. He's only, you know, you're talking about 32 inch arms. He's only six foot and a quarter, 284. Mm. I guess that's where you got to go back to your sources at LSU and find out what his true weight was during the season, don't you? Yeah, you got to figure that out. I mean, that's why you're always trying to to um, stay in contact with those sources. So your sources at schools 
are important because it allows you to cross-reference those things. Uh, 282 is six foot is, is, is definitely not ideal, but it's one of those things that, that you want to talk about, you want to verify, you want to check it out. And then you want to get from um, the school, hey, what was, his work, what was his work ethic like? Like how, how different yeah. is this than what you guys know him to be? You know, is he a better worker than anticipated? Is this better than he's shown? All of those things you want to kind of put it together because you just don't know how guys were wired they spend their three or four years on campus. Yeah, and there was some, you know, I, I actually really I, I really like the field work and the field drills because you do see guys who are going to move a little differently. Now, you got to – you also have to understand when you're watching that stuff, and you know, ah, this guy's a little stiff. He doesn't change direction. Well, what's he asked to do? If you just have a guy who's a two-gapper mm-hmm. that you want to have some power, like you're not really going to see that in the – Guys who are going to be stacking shed guys, you don't see that in combine workout. That you won't, you, you're only going to get that in the tape. So for some of the players, these big men, um, it, they're not built for the combine to impress you. They're built for the mud. They're built to get down mm-hmm. in there and make it messy, and that's not going to show up in the combine. So that's all. Those are the tape guys. The combine guys, the workout guys. You want to make sure those are the ones who are the disruptors or the guys who have expanded mm-hmm. tackle radiuses like Byron Murphy because he gets down the down the line so quick. Now, you mess around and have a big man that also tests well, and well, then you've got a guy who's going to shoot up the draft because that's you know that's something that's not the Don Terry Pose of the world. We don't see that often. So those guys get pushed up the draft because big, explosive, and quick, <laughs> who doesn't want that? Yeah, everybody wants that. And that's the thing, and that's why with these workouts with the D-linemen, particularly the interior guys, you want to make sure you keep them in perspective because you don't expect some of your run stoppers to be your best athletes, but you also expect your guys that have pass rush ability to be able to show some of the athleticism that you want from high-end players. Um, but at the end of the day, as much as we'll talk about the performances that take place over the, the next two or three days at the combine, it really comes down to matching up what they did uh, at Lucas Oil Field Stadium with what they've done on the tape. However they dazzled on the turf uh, over the course of the weekend, that's great. But you better have some tape that is sufficient. So that's why when we talk about guys moving up and doing those things, they are to the point of they will move up because they'll have more opportunities to be talked about, and that gives them a chance to move up the charts, not necessarily just because the workout then leads to everyone just kind of sliding their name up the board. Yeah, no doubt. Um how about the uh, how about some of the edge guys that we saw? Yeah, I mean, look, man, we knew this coming in. Oh, 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 pork chop slash chop Robinson uh, was as, as advertised. <laughs> when you talk about the explosiveness and 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 what he displayed, I mean, I look, I knew he was a freak athlete, and I knew he was going to run fast and all that. But Lance, the fact that he was two fifty four, he ran four four eight. 34 inch, 34 and a half inch vertical, 10 8 broad jump. And I want everyone to understand the correlation between the jumps and the 40 times significant because that just kind of validates the overall explosiveness. That is amazing. The, the 10 yard split time of 154, crazy. They said it tied up amongst the four fastest 250 plus pound defenders since 2003. Think about that. 2003, it puts him tied for fourth. He has definitely put himself in the conversation as a first-round guy. We can talk about the production and all that other stuff. 
I just know that there's a D-line coach that is going to stump for him being a first-round pick because they're going to say, hey, I can get that pass rush stuff out of him because he has the he has the body, he has the athleticism to be a good pass rush. Yeah, four two five uh, uh, sh- uh, pro pro agility as well, which is the the short shuttle. Four two five is a is a really good time. He didn't run three cone. There's a lot of guys here who don't like the track, so they don't run three cone here. They'll run it at their place. He's going to be in the sixes. Um, he's going to break seven on three cone drill. Like his testing, I expect him to be a huge tester, which is why, frankly, I've got him rated higher than everyone else. I've got a projection grade. So let's talk about that for a second, Bucky. You've got guys like Latu, who you've got mm-hmm. great tape. You've got great production. Um, and actually, I thought he actually tested pretty well. Like he ran pretty well, which was good. His biggest test is going to be something we don't see, which is a combine medicals. Mm-hmm. But then you have guys like uh, uh, Ode. Uh, Oh, uh, Odafe Owe, I gave him mm-hmm. a high projection grade a few years ago. I'm doing the same thing with Chop. So let's talk about a projection grade, Bucky, and what that means in terms of when you look at look at who they are now versus who they're going to be. Because I think that gets to fans sometimes get it mistaken, and they want to they think all the grades have to come off tape now. But the reality is, you're grading for three and five years down the road. One hundred percent, you are grading for down the road, and it's one of the things that everyone needs to to do and it's that that fine line that you that you kind of toe when you're when you're a scout hey i love the production now but what is he going to be like down the road when we get him in the right program maybe we can put him in a better scheme maybe he gets um maybe he gets with the right coach that can unlock some of those superhero powers he is i mean like child robinson is, is one of those guys to talk about and you're right he will benefit from the fact that always flash during his time at baltimore there have been other athletic freaks like Rashawn Gary who had maybe better athletic traits than he had production during his time in Michigan. He'll benefit from, from all of those things. So it should, be, uh, it should be fun to kind of watch his game develop and to watch how um, someone kind of like just falls in love and says, oh, no, I got it. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, but I mean, you saw we saw. I know he's in the linebacker group, but the edge player Dallas Turner. I mean, my gosh, forty and a half inch vertical, ten seven broad, and then he ends up running a four four six at uh, two hundred and forty seven pounds, just seven pounds lighter than Chop, with thirty four and three eighths arms, almost a seven foot wingspan for a player who is uh, checked in at six two and three quarters. These are seriously freaky numbers. You're a, you got a 6'3 guy with a 7-foot wingspan who jumps 40 inches, runs in the 4'4s, and had a broad damn near what Chops was. That's, this is like these are some serious, serious elite-type traits. I mean, you'd like it maybe a little more if he were almost 6'4", but the wingspan kind of cancels out your need for, for height. I mean, at, at almost 6'3", with a seven inch wingspan, you don't really care if he's six four, six four and a half. No, and I think what you what you uh, allude to is something that's really really important. That that wingspan, that length, that's everything. Because when you got long arms, and we'll talk about it when it comes to Dallas Turner, like in terms of just being able to stick that arm right in the middle of an offensive lineman's chest, and then that way you can control them whether you're going up and around or you're coming inside. It's everything. And then when you add what you talk about the explosive numbers. I mean, it's what you're looking for. And just in being around elite pass versions and those things, you just talk about the, the, 
to get off quickness and what you're able to do when you're that ass that explosive. If you can just find a, a, a move or two, just makes it really hard on the opponent. So I'm, I'm with you on, on just the intrigue of the athleticism. Think about this with, with to put it in perspective. So it's a lot like boxing. If you ever watch boxing or MMA or whatever, you know, the guy with the, the long arms or the guy with the best jab is the one who can keep the other guy from getting inside. Offensive mm-hmm. linemen do not want pass rushers into their frame. Pass rushers do not want offensive linemen into their frame. So there's like a saying first hands. He's a first hands player. He gets in, whether it's with length, with timing, because some long arm guys had bad timing, and so they don't play to their length. But if you can play to your length, and, and and Alabama guys play to their length, they are very tight with the hands, very well-timed, very um, efficient getting hands on you quickly. With a guy like Dallas Turner, you're not going to – the offensive tackles are not going to be first into him. It's just not going to happen. So it's easier when you can separate and have the best amount of control on the player across from you, you got the best chance to win. And that's why offensive line coaches – they want their tackles to have 34-inch-plus arms. Uh, Dallas Turner, I mean, for him to have that length, who's going to be able to get into him, Bucky? It's going to be hard as long as he throws his hands quickly. He can stay separated. And if you stay separated and you're that kind of athlete, well, then you got a chance to get to the ball all the time. Yeah, and so that's the thing. You talk about being able to get to the ball. Um, when you watch him, and and we talked about it like in, in the combine today, we, we, we talked about his length, we talked about, breaking down his movements and those things. But um, when you talk about just that wingspan, Lance, we, we just talk about the prototypes and what plays in this league for a long time. I mean, we've just seen the right. amount of pass rushers that have had a lot of success in this league with supersized length. He has that. And when you have a good motor and you have a move or two that is pretty defined and already refined going into the league, it just gives you a chance. Um, one of the reasons why, like, people always bang scouts and why they're so obsessed with, like, the length and the hand size and those things is just the traits, man. You just see the traits, and sometimes, mm-hmm. man, the traits just are so overwhelming that you have to just gamble on the traits and hope that you got a really good coach that can kind of take the athleticism, refine it, give it some skills, and allow the player to play at a high level. Yeah, and, and it matters because, you know, I hear people act like it doesn't matter. Go do a study. If you want to, these are already being done. They've already been done, by the way. You can see studies. Teams do studies on which traits are predictive. And the very best players, the Pro Bowl players, the Hall of Famers, they'll do different levels to find out is there commonality. And the commonality is traits. It's already been Mm -hmm. done. The studies have all been done. Certain guys with speed, there's certain three-cone drills they like. There's certain um, uh, explosion metrics they like. There's certain types of... Of, of of arm lengths that typically are more predictive as opposed to less predictive. It doesn't mean you're going to be a pro bowler, but these guys tend to have a, a things in common. They tend to have mm-hmm. things in common, whether it's get off explosiveness, a certain level of power. And when you tie them all together, I mean, why would you not want to? It's like a, it's like at a blackjack table. You Okay. You're mm-hmm. going to hit 16. How come? Because the math tells you to, the math also tells you, and the analytics, and the analytics is just a study of past performances. They tell you that guys with certain traits have a better chance of being the best players. That's just how it is. And look, it, it really is that, Lance, when you, when you go back and you look at it, it's a league full of prototypes. And I know Chris Ballard is one of your boys, and we talked about what the Indianapolis Colts have gone all in on. 
Like we used to talk about scouts being traits guys. I don't know if there's a team or a general manager that is more traitsy and toolsy than Chris Ballard. When you look yeah. at what the Indianapolis Colts have done over the last two years, they go all in on the freaks, on the super freaks, the height, weight, yeah. speed, athletic freaks that are at the upper pro, like the upper percentile of the athletic mm-hmm. uh, spectrum. They've gone all in on that. And look, based on how they played this year, you can't say that they're wrong because all those young guys, Josh Downs and all those guys, they're beginning to play and they're playing really, really well. Um, as those teams have success banking on traits, there are more guys that are going to fall in line with that. And so as much as I love the production, there is something about the projection that comes with having prototypical dimensions and athleticism and that stuff. You just look at the best players, Michael Parsons, traits guy, Josh Allen, pass rusher, traits guy. Uh, TJ Watt's mm-hmm. okay from a trade standpoint. JJ Watt, big time tester, traits guy. It's it doesn't always work. Like sometimes there are some traits guys who are average, of course. But DeForest Buckner, rare height, weight, length, explosiveness, who plays inside. Eric Armstead. You know, San Francisco builds off traits too. If you look at them, a lot of their interior. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, uh, DeForest Buckner. Look at how they draft. They have a tendency to draft certain types of athletes. Um, your guy from South Carolina. Uh, about Ken Law? Yeah. Look at Ken Law, freak shows. Mm-hmm. So they've got a certain type. They like certain freak shows, height, weight, length, lean body types. That's the same way Ballard is. That's the same way San Francisco is. Bill Parcells used to like them. Uh, a certain way, you know, there, there's certain teams that really, really believe in that. And I know Parcells famously said there are only a certain amount of men who walk the planet who look a mm-hmm. certain way. So they've got the best chances to become the freakiest guys in terms of a uh, player. So that's why we talk about link. That's why linked is it's more of a, a, a battle of geometry and, and, and it really does matter. The big hands, you can control players more. If you've got big hands, you can just try to grip a football or a basketball. Try dunking a basketball. Try, try, try palm, palming a basketball with a small hand. You can't control it as well. John Stockton had these famous, like, 10-and-a-half-inch hands. Some, did you ever see a picture of that, Bucky? I know it used to make the, yeah, the rounds. There was John Hatton. Yeah. Stockton's hands almost covered an entire 8-and-a-half by 11 yeah. uh, um sheet of paper there's a there's a xerox and what it allowed i remember talking to dennis Lindsay, who was with the rockets at one point and was gm and president of the jazz for years he said i said why is that so important he said because you can control the ball and maneuver the ball quicker and easier what's the same thing with quarterbacks it's the same things with you know pass catchers like those things just give you a they give you a leg up when it comes time to decide between a traits guy and a guy maybe doesn't have the traits a lot of people are going to go, 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 go with those Byron Murphys. They're going to go with those, you know, uh, uh, Chop Robinsons. I'd ask this, Bucky, can Chop – you know there's some talented pass rushers. Jared Verse, uh, Latu, um, Dallas Turner. I, feel, mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm forgetting another edge rusher. But – and then you throw Chop in there. Can Chop – this kind of workout, can he, he can he spring ahead of the other guys? You ain't, I don't know if you can spring ahead of Dallas Turner because he may be outworked out you. Yeah, no, nah, I think I, I think what he can do is I think he can put himself in the conversation where he's firmly in the first round and maybe he becomes a top 15 okay. because he becomes the fourth guy behind those top three guys. The thing about those top three guys, they are established pass rushers. Like they got production to go with like 
the talents and stuff like that. He doesn't have the production, so it makes it a little harder unless someone's just willing to bank on the upside. But the other guys, with the exception of Latu, because Latu has the medical stuff, um, the other guys are more established. Russia, I got a guy who is not really a, a traditional traits guy, but he has a really good combine, and it comes on the heels of having a really good senior ball, East-West Shrine game, I mean. Um, Mohamed Kamara from Colorado State. So at the East-West Shrine, he was yeah. the best guy there in terms of passers. He had 13 sacks. Uh, he was Mountain West, I think, co-defensive player of the year. Uh, 6'1", 248. But the 40-yard dash, 4'5'7". 1'5'8 split when it came to the 10-yard split. Doesn't have the length because his arms are like 32 and 3'8". But, man, you talk about that kind of first-step quickness and get-off. It just validates some of the stuff that you saw on the tape. His get-off, his snap count anticipation and quickness is everything. And when we're thinking about third-round guys or trying to find that that hidden gem, that guy that can kind of pop like Byron Young did for the L.A. Rams, Muhammad Kamara could be kind of like that guy that gives you that pass rush ability outside of the first round. So think about this. Um, when you look at Mo Kamara, and from a, I'm going to pull up his data right here, he's incredibly productive. He, you know, as you mentioned, does he have all the size you want? No. He had 33 tackles for loss over the last two years. You go the year before then, we're, we're talking 42 and a half over a three-year run. He had 13 sacks this year, eight and a half the year before, six and a half the year before. Uh, the same thing happened with his with his tackles for loss. He's stair-stepping. Every year, it's getting better and better. He um, has forced five fumbles during his career. So when he gets on top of you, he's looking to strip the ball, strip sacks. So now we take a highly productive player. He had a 10-foot-7 broad jump and a, and a, and a 1-5-4, 10-yard split. That, those are explosion numbers. So now I know I got a guy that's explosive. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen what he benched or if he even benched, but – I doubt a lot of guys are waiting to bench if they do bench. But on tape, he's really explosive and he's really strong and powerful. So you take give me power and give me explosiveness. And those are the guys who tend to, you know, Marshawn Nealon. I'm not as high on Marshawn Nealon as other people. And yet you go to the mm-hmm. testing, 35 and a half inch vert. He had a 418 short shuttle with a 7023 cone. Rare short area stuff for uh I should say rare. It's just fairly rare though. For a player like Marshawn Nealon coming out of Western Michigan, you usually don't see those guys test like that. So Kamara, and I will go ahead and say Nealon too, those are guys that really help themselves out. But but Kamara has mm-hmm. really crazy production that a lot of people aren't talking about. So um, I don't care as much about the length if you're that explosive because at 248, he plays much heavier than 248 pounds. Yeah. He plays he plays firm. Yeah. Yeah. Um- he plays firm. He's super explosive. And 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 we've seen it like Jack production translates in the National Football League, particularly when you got back to back years and multiple years of elite production that normally plays out well in the league. But when you combine the product the production with the first step quickness and the get off, I mean, just think about all the great pass rushes that we've seen that have outstanding first step quickness and snap count anticipation. If you can get off the snap, man, it just puts so much pressure on the offensive tackle, whether it's the right or the left offensive tackle. If you get off and you're kind of like a bat out of hell coming around the corner, this makes life miserable for the quarterback. Muhammad Kamar is one of those guys. and There's some other guys that we can talk about being able to do it. You, you just fall in love with those guys because you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, no question. And that's uh, 
you know, that's what you want to see. Some of these guys, these pass rushers, these big defensive ends that are productive, you just think, all right, what well, can they get around NFL tackles? And one of the best ways to see that, there's some on-field drills. You know, the uh, obviously running the hoop shows you who's tight in the hips and who's not. But some of these, the short air, the, like the testing that Marshawn Nealon did, you know, I got to go back and look at more tape. I know DJ's been high on Nealon. I had what amounts to like a fourth-round grade on him. I didn't love him on tape. But when you put together this combine, this is what you're supposed to do. I see all these numbers. I'm like, well, he's explosive, great short area, uh, burst. He's got very good change of direction and body control. I need to go see if I just had a bad day that day and and just kind of saw him. Because sometimes that happens. You spend all this time watching guys, and then you, mm-hmm. and especially me, I don't, I don't get to watch them for as long as the scouts do. I may just go through a day where I'm tired. I may, I may have hit that tequila too hard the night before. You know, I may have had a a, a heavy Tex-Mex uh, lunch. Just sitting, just sitting kind of heavy. So, you know, you got to go back and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, I was too hard on this guy. Let me let me bump that grade. Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, it's great, man. But we we talk about these pastors. We talk about these players, um, and just how it is. Uh, let me ask. Um, God, was there anyone before we, we move on and talk about linebackers? Was there anyone else that you wanted to mention? Anybody you want to give a shout out to in terms of their performance that either surprised or kind of validated uh, the love affair that you may you may have with them? Uh, yeah, I want to mention one guy that I don't think gets talked about. Uh, Jordan Jefferson from LSU. He was at Senior Bowl. He's three hundred thirteen pounds, thirty three and an eighth arm, which is pretty good for an interior guy. Um. He jumped 31 inches at 313. That's pretty good. 31 inches at 313 is a pretty good vert. He was 8'8 eight, eight in abroad, which is okay. But I just want to mention him because this joker is really powerful at the point of attack. I don't think enough people are talking about Jordan Jefferson. He had some snaps at senior bowl that were impressive. And I, I see a, you know, I see a vert like the, it's just one of those little things I circle and say, huh, I kind of liked him anyway. And I see his you know, his while he's only what does he check in at? Jordan Jefferson checks in at almost six foot three. But then when I look at the wingspan, which gives you a broad back, you know, you can have long arms, but not as broad a back. The wing won't be as much. But his wingspan uh, comes out to what a six foot eight, a six foot eight defensive lineman. And so that for me is a six foot seven. That's good to me. That's good. If you've got that kind of wingspan, I'd like to take your wingspan, turn it into a height. Because that's one of those things, if you're an interior mm-hmm. lineman, and I know, he, I know he's already strong, I want to know, can he get his hands on guys, separate? Because once you can separate, it's easier to shed. But then you show me that explosive 31-inch vert. That means he can fire from his hips, which means off the snap, he's getting into you quick. So he's a guy I kind of wanted to shout out because I already like the tape, but now I found an explosive metric that I can also pair into his grading. Mm, you gotta like that, and and having those metrics really really help because it it puts you in a situation where you're like, man, I see it on tape, but now I have an opportunity to really go hard on the player because I got solid data that backs up what my eyes tell me. Uh, so yeah. let's transition. We're yeah. gonna take a break, and when we come back on the other side, we're gonna talk about linebackers, and that means a lot of conversation about Peyton Wilson. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, welcome back to MCS. Uh, we are breaking down the NFL combine. We're talking about the big guys. We talked about the defensive tackles and defensive ends. But now let's go to the linebackers. And when we go to the linebackers, it begins and ends with the performance of Peyton Wilson from NC State, one of the top linebackers in the draft. Uh, I think he kind of created a little buzz. You know, sometimes in the, in, in, in the stadium when guys run, you hear everyone kind of whisper. Uh, when Peyton Wilson went four 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 into forty, there was a lot of conversation that was going on about scouts. Uh, tell me what you saw from the linebacker when you had the chance to kind of take a deep dive at that workout. Yeah, so I I went down on the field because I wanted to see. Really, I wanted to see Peyton Wilson was one of the guys I wanted to see. There's some guys I really like in this group and guys I'm kind of curious about. And Peyton Wilson was somebody that and and I don't know where I, I don't know where my grade came from. I got to go see because I'm like. Hmm. I mean, he just ran like a running back. Uh, he was super smooth. Well, he was pretty smooth in most of the agility stuff that he did. But it's not just that. I mean, he had a good vert at uh, 34 and a half, uh, a pretty good broad jump in 9-11. He's very well-defined, Bucky. He's he's at six foot four. Like He's kind of that Leighton Vanderesh, tall, rangy, player so he's long and can run well that gives you great sideline to sideline I think one of the things that's kind of interesting from a body type standpoint is is he's well defined but he's not he's not really 
very thick in the lower body. Like, you know, the, the, he's got those, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like he's got basketball calves. He's got the calves of a two guard. And so it's, it's muscular and well-defined, but he's not a real thick player in his lower half. So that's, that's for a guy who has some shoulder issues in his background. The only thing that concerns me is can you, how do you take on blocks? Are you going to be able to take on blocks? What do mm-hmm. the medical say? But honestly, from the way he moved around, the way he ran his, his length, like, I don't see how you can come away at 233. That's a good weight nowadays. They don't, you know, they don't mind that. Um, it's hard to get away from his workout and not be super impressed with what he did. Yeah, not be super impressed. And I think, I think NFL Network may have done him a solid. When they showed his wrestling highlights during that, I don't know if you saw any. Oh, really? Lance. No, I didn't see him wrestling. They showed him, they showed him wrestling in high school at uh, Orange High School in Hillsborough, which is right outside of Chapel Hill. Um, He's like Goldberg. He's out there spearing folks. He's taking them straight to the ground. I mean, his physicality and toughness shows up. It was unbelievable to watch. Um, As scouts, we always talk about multi-sport athletes, but man, when you get a guy that's been a wrestler, particularly a linebacker that's been a wrestler, you already know he's tough as nails. But that just watching those clips and how he's dumping folks, oh, I see why he he, he triggers a little differently um, as a middle linebacker because that dude. Look, he, he got oh, some nonsense makes... to his game that I absolutely love. Man, I literally just Googled it. I'm literally mm-hmm. just turning it on right now. He's got his headgear and all that stuff. Oh, it's before he got the beard. Oh. This oh, is before yeah. he's – this high school is before oh, he yeah. was a beard guy. Oh, yeah, he's tearing him up, Lance. He's out, he's out there just getting after it. And, like, I just want the listeners to understand, like, it's, gosh, you're always digging in someone's background in high school to see what other sports they participated in because there's some carryover. Um, wrestling, we talk about physicality, contact, balance, uh, leverage, uh, just the overall toughness that's required to really excel in that sport. He has that in his background. Then you think about other sports like basketball and hand-eye coordination, baseball, depth perception, all of that. But Peyton Wilson being a dominant high school wrestler, man, I just love it. And I think you have a lot of defensive coaches that, celebrate that part of his game and that part of his background. Who's the last good wrestler you saw who wasn't tough? <laughs> it doesn't exist. They're all tough as hell. When you see those cauliflower ears. I don't want any part of the cauliflower ears ever. I am I am I am not looking for smoke from guys with cauliflower ears because they I, they grab. I am I am not I'm I'm telling you I'm telling you Lance I've seen many a many a fight not go the way that people thought because somebody decided to pick on a smaller guy. And they didn't see the little guy had a little cauliflower ear before he broke them off yeah. in the bar. So you better, you just got to be careful. Uh, you got to be careful with You got to look at it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, hey, y'all you are check checking the arms. I'm checking the ears. <laughs> you got to do that. So, look, coming into the event, Edrin Cooper from Texas A&M was the cast me out at the position. Yeah. The overall workout was solid. But tell me what you saw from the, the, the Aggies. So Edron Cooper ran fast. I expected him to run fast. He was my choice to uh to have the fastest 40. He did not, but he was fast. Four five one. He's got 22 mile per hour um uh you know RPM uh or MPH, I should say, at uh Texas AM when he played. So I know that guy can roll and he did. His workout was pretty good, vertical was pretty good, broad jump was okay. Um watching him on the field, he's kind of a, a little different body type, and this is why Bucky I can't stress this enough. The guys who do this for a living for NFL teams, 
they they, they want to look at body types. They want to see body types. Once again, certain body types can at times be predictive. There's certain things, Bucky, like knock knees with offensive line. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of teams believe that can lead to injuries and can be a predictive factor. So there's certain things that teams look for. Um, he's got kind of a different body type. He's not built the same way as a lot of the other linebackers. It's a little different from a body type standpoint, but the way he moves, he is a very, when it turns into a straight line action, he is ultra explosive. Um, I think the agility stuff was pretty good for him, but it is interesting getting through some of the different workouts with different players because what they look like in one direction, they don't necessarily look the same going side to side. I thought Cedric Gray actually struggled a little bit with some of the agility stuff I saw. It wasn't as smooth as like Jeremiah Trotter. He's made for that. Jeremiah Trotter is not going to run real fast, but he's going to be smooth with all the agility stuff and the workouts. Uh, with Cedric, Cedric is going to hit – he's going to knock the taste out of your mouth is what he mm-hmm. does. But he's not going to be shifting through bags as smooth as like Jeremiah Trotter. So they're, they're different guys, you know. They're just different guys. Yeah, crazy different guys. Anybody else? that stood out to you uh, when it comes to being being a guy that is, uh, I, I don't know, either had a good performance or just a, a less than stellar performance that kind of stood out to you at the position? Yeah. Um, i tell you what. I thought, because I got my notes. I wrote notes when I was down there on a lot of these guys. I think Tommy Eichenberg is a little stiff from Ohio State. I thought he was on tape, but I wanted to give him a chance to to prove me wrong. I still think he's a day three, kind of a backup player. Uh, Deloach from oh Kalen Deloach from Florida State. I got a top Kalen Deloach moves mm-hmm. well. Has been rock solid, very fluid, uh, good speed. Sure enough, he ran a four four seven uh, forty yard dash. Checks in, not a real not real long arms. But the problem is he's two hundred ten pounds. So like, what are we mm-hmm. doing with this guy who's two hundred ten pounds and five eleven? But I'm telling you, man, he looked great in the drills. Looked really great in the drills. But now I got to go back and say, well, what do I do with him at 210 pounds, Bucky? I mean, I love that he's fast. He's not a safety because I remember watching tape and saying, mm-hmm. okay, he's not a safety. So can you take a player who's an outstanding athlete and a good football player as well, but he's only 210? Bucky is the league versatile enough to take a player like that and and figure out a role for a 210-pound linebacker? Uh, I think so. And the reason why I think you can do that is because the way they can playing so much big nickel and things of that nature, I think you can kind of find a way to put somebody on 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 the field in one of those roles. Now, you got to be careful because if you put them on the field too much, they will absolutely get obliterated in the run game. But if you're 210 pounds and you can run around and you can make plays, there's a way that you can get them on the field in a sub package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another guy who I thought had a good day was Jordan McGee from Temple. Um, he he is uh, he was explosive. He jumped well. He ran fast and he moved really well through the bags and then with his workout. So he's a guy that I want to go check out uh, a little bit more, double check everything on tape and see if it if it matches the the, the workout or not. I know this guy is not a linebacker, but I'm going to mention him because he worked out with linebackers, and I know you watched him at UCLA. Gabe Murphy yeah. had a really impressive, uh, explosive pro day. He ran a 4.68, and uh, he checks in at 247 pounds. 
Four six eight is a good time. 39 and a half inch vertical, 10 foot three broad jump. So you see all kinds of explosiveness in the hips. And I know he's in a linebacker group, but he's a he's a pass rusher. And Latu is terrific on one side. But you know, Murphy plays a lot like Latu, really efficient hands, mm-hmm. really efficient movements. Not a long arm guy, but man, these explosion numbers are hard to get away from when you watch tape that is is pretty impressive tape with Murphy. Yeah, so uh, I think Murphy's part of a twin. We saw he and his brother uh, at UC, uh, at the East yeah. West Shrine game, and he got after it. He made some plays. He's quick as a hiccup coming off the edge. Uh, there's a lot to like about him. You've talked about those explosive traits. They show up. They show up when you watch him play. He was one of the stars of the East West Shrine game, so I'm not surprised that he kind of put on a little bit of a show at the combine. Yeah, Trevin, a couple other combine monsters were uh... – uh, Edufuan uh, Olufoshio from Washington, mm-hmm. almost 40-inch vertical leap, 10-8 broad jump was about as long as we saw the entire day. Now, he is a twitched-up guy, but I just think that the tape doesn't always match the workout. And then Trevis, Trevin Wallace from Kentucky ran a 4-5-1 and a vertical leap of 37.5 with a 10-7 broad. Those are really, really good numbers for a legitimate linebacker. This is not an edge player. This is a linebacker, 237 pounds uh, with pretty good arm length. He's one of those guys that I think made himself some money yesterday because he was he was solid in the in the field work, but really tested great. And one thing you have to know about linebackers is if they run fast and are explosive and show a level of aggression on tape, mm-hmm. these guys can get pushed up to third and fourth round status because teams say backup and a special teams and a five-phase special teams player. Like yeah. immediately, you go find me a workout guy, we'll we'll put him on special teams, and we'll see if we can take this this freak daddy workout guy and turn him into a legitimate linebacker. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes you, you just want to make sure that you're able to uh, take those guys, take the best athletes, put them in a situation where they can have a uh, tremendous amount of success just doing what they do. Fast, free, flow to the ball. Uh, some of these guys will get that opportunity because not only – are we talking about evaluating guys as position players? We're thinking about which guys have the traits to be core special teamers. Because remember, special yep. teams is a gateway to being able to get on the field. Sometimes you can take a superior athlete, let him kind of learn and develop while he's making contributions as a special teamer. And then you look up two, three years down the line, you end up having a player who's actually a key contributor on your team. Well, Buck, that's it for me, man. I want to get – I got to get something to eat, get my shower in, and do part two. Day two now. This okay, is well, to roll. Well, well, here's what I – yeah, my only request from you is make sure you don't go get Tex-Mex before we get up there because I don't want you to have this. No, 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 no. Heavy, yeah, the heavy eyelids yeah. and all that when we're it, doing it because – it, it it's too heavy on the set. Friday, we have the – yes, the track. We've got a defensive back. We've got a tight ends going to work. So I'm going to need you to be alert and focused, ready. ready to go. I'll be ready. Don't worry. Hydrated. All right, man. Make sure, yeah, make sure you guys check in with us uh, the rest of the weekend. We got a couple more uh, podcasts where we're going to review what takes place up here in Indianapolis at the combine. Uh, until then, we'll talk to you soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.